0: I'm going to get into something here in a minute, and it it is something that completely and totally blanks me off. I'm not going to lie to you, Uh, and I've been talking about it for a few days, but first, congratulations. Hey, how about that? How about last night, the Philadelphia Phillies got it done? Got it done against the Astros, or I have that backwards. How about the Astros getting it done? Getting it done. Against the Phillies, ladies and gentlemen, the hard-hitting five-home-run Phillies, well, it was a no-hitter, second all-time in the World Series, and I got to tell you, it was kind of boring. There was a lot of swing and miss. Thank God for the no-hitter because the no-hitter kept you up with four guys. Christian Javier was fantastic, by the way. Brian Abrea, Rafael Montero, and Ryan Presley, they figured it out. They got it done, retired 18 straight. There they are between the third and the eighth, ninth inning, excuse me, walks in between, and it was terrific. I told you this before. Every single time I go into a game, I want to see a no-hitter. I keep track of no-hitters. I keep track in my own mind. And in the fifth inning, I looked at the lovely Lee Ross. I said, wait a second. We got a no Noah Bruin. Didn't watch the beginning of the game. We're watching a show called The Watcher. It's on Netflix, holy hell. And people are still buying this house, it's a true story. Look it up, it's unbelievable this thing. But anyway, we decide, eh, it's about 9.30, I go to bed early, we're gonna go to bed, we got the game, I go, whoa, 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 whoa! We got a no-no brewing here. So of course you can't leave, you can't go to the bathroom, no one can come in the house, you can't answer text. you can't do nothing, you gotta sit there. After the sixth inning, you can't move, I didn't, they won, they no-hit. The Astros and Phillies are tied up at two. That's it, period. Uh, Lots to get to today, but I got to get into something that I'm very, very passionate about and I'm a little bit pissed off about if you want to know the truth. Now, I don't know if saying that makes it right or I can do that, but I'm going to do that. You know what? Let's talk about the NBA for just one second. So Kyrie Irving promotes a documentary, now I didn't see the documentary, but he promotes a documentary that includes many, many, many anti-Semitic tropes. Well, and you know what he does to get out of it? You know what he does? He pays his way out. I don't know if you saw this, but Kyrie Irving, because he's a complete idiot, when you think you're smarter than you are, it usually comes crashing down on you. But Kyrie Irving decides that he is going to not only share this, but go back and forth with a great dude, great dude, named Nick Friedle. Nick Friedle is one of the great, great, great dudes. in A great, great guy. Not a fantastic friend of mine, but I've known Nick. He's a Chicago guy whenever I would go up there. So Irving not only, not only – Does this idiot decide that he is going to share this stuff? But he doubles down on it. Now, we all understand that, and well, let's put it this way. NBA players, while they make a ton of money, can do whatever the hell they want to do. For the most part, as long as it isn't something regarding the African-American community. And it's evidenced by Kyrie Irving. Look, you can say all he did was just share something. That's fine. But in sharing it, everybody knows you're promoting it. So he goes out and he promotes anti-Semitic documentaries. How does he get out of it? Buys his way out. $500,000 that he's paying. And then because of the optics of it, The New Jersey Nets or Brooklyn Nets or whatever the hell they're called, they pay $500, and we're going to use it, ladies and gentlemen, to educate the Anti-Defamation League. Yeah, I got two words for you, my backside. Let me tell you something. It's garbage that he did this. It's garbage that he hasn't been suspended. It's garbage that he can buy his way out, and it's more garbage that the, quote, most woke most inclusive, and oh, by the way, Jewish commissioner in basketball is too afraid of his players to say anything. There's a guy on Twitter, Legendary Energy, has about 215 followers, all that money, but these NBA players aren't free, only free to support left-wing causes. If you question the LGBT agenda, they fine you. If you oppose BLM, they try to destroy your life in the media. And if you do whatever it is Kyrie Irving does, nothing. Pay your way out. It's crap. It's absolute crap, and it's what I've told you and I've said and I've said about the most woke commissioner. He is so emboldened. To these players, he's so chicken blank. And I don't blame him. Look, he's making $40 million a year. To do what? But he's got the media on his side. He he he, he actually, now there's two things here. Black Lives Matter, the cause, and Black Lives Matter's the organization. This dumbass promoted Black Lives Matter's the organization. Do a little research, and you'll find out what that deal is about. But the truth of the matter is, not a word out of this guy, not one word. Oh, my God, if somebody would say something about a bathroom where you take a dump a few years ago, this guy's all over it. Hey, oh, my God, we we got a bathroom law. We can't go to Charlotte. We can't go here. Really? Hey, how about you take a dump there? You want to take a dump there? Fine, take a dump there. We'll put everybody's name on it, whatever. If you don't want to, don't the toilet. But when you offend, and again, I've heard, because I have been staunch in this, not only here, but on my afternoon show, I have heard from many in the Jewish community here in Indianapolis thanking me for actually stepping up. Now, you say, how did you hear? I've told you this. My brother married a Jewish lady, a beautiful Jewish woman, and my my nieces and nephews are Jewish. And it offends me like no other that this jackass, this dumbass, can go out, say whatever he wants, promote whatever he wants, and you buy your way out of it, and not one word from Adam Silver. Not a word. And if he said a word, then I missed it. You tell me where. $40 million will corrupt being the most woke, being the most inclusive, my backside. You're inclusive because you kiss the ass of your players, and that's it. Just stop it. You're inclusive because far-left agenda is what you do, Adam Silver, and you're a coward to step outside of it. I said it yesterday. I'll say it today. You're a freaking coward. And I got no use for cowards. I, I don't. You can. Oh, he's so woke. Yeah, okay. Uh, speaking of things that make me nuts, I like Bill Self. I like talking to Bill Self. Bill Self's always been good to me as he's risen to stardom. Bill Self, we played golf. Great. I love Bill Self. But Bill Self is exactly what the hell you do in college basketball. Let's be honest. What do you do in college basketball? You cheat your ass off and you win. You get rewarded. And then somebody comes back and says, well, you know, you cheated. Okay. Well, you know. We're going to take four games away, uh, Omaha, North Carolina State, Southern Utah, and Duke. All right. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but Bill Self actually signed a contract extension last March. And in that contract extension, it says Bill Self cannot be fired for anything that happened prior to this contract extension, which means I cheated my brains out. I'm going to get suspended. This all comes from that FBI investigation going way back. I cheated my brains up. You can suspend me, but you can't fire me because, well, no, I won't cheat. But there is no cheating. It's unbelievable. Cheating in college basketball is no different than steroids was in baseball. A lot of us made a decision that we weren't going to break any rules. We weren't going to break any rules. That's what I did. You know, that second baseman playing in the minors, that's just as good as the other second baseman. He decides not to use roids back in the day. The other guy does. The other guy's in big leagues making bazillions. This guy that didn't do roids is at State Farm selling insurance. Don't tell me victimless crimes. Don't tell me that at all. I wonder if Bill Self can coach. I wonder if any of these guys can coach if they didn't have the best player. That's why I'll tell you Bob Knight's best coach in the history of college basketball, and it ain't close. Never cheated. I got fired one time, had to come back from a trip myself and the other assistants because during a time when you could only make one phone call per week to a recruit, Ron Felling and I, the other assistant, got our signals crossed. We both called a kid. Knight called us back, and I swear to God, we had to fight for our jobs. I'm like, hey, man, finally it got to the point where if you want to fire me, fire me. I- I- I'll leave. I don't give a rat's ass, but if that's why I'm getting fired. That's what a stickler night was. You imagine these guys now. How many different deals have these coaches made with shoe companies to get players, uh, with agents to get players, financial managers to get players. <coughs> sickening. It is. I'm sorry. It's sickening. So Curtis Townsend, his longtime assistant, and Bill Self uh, go ahead, and they take their suspension. Again, I like Bill Self a lot. I always have. I always will. Easy guy <coughs> easy guy to like. Hey, while well, we're worried about they, them, uh, LGBTQR, XYZ, and everything else, guess what's going on? We got a possibility of a nuclear strike. I don't know if you saw this, but North Korea fired 10 missiles in anger. Now, what does that mean? Why are they angry? I'll tell you what they're angry about. They're angry because the United States and South Korea have a drill going on with military, with many ships and many soldiers. The drill is called Vigilant Storm. 240 aircraft. Over 1,000 servicemen practicing, staying vigilant. So North Carolina is sitting there going, wait a second here. Hold the phone. We're going to test some things. We're going to let you know we're not going down without a fight. They fired a Honsong-17. It's their most advanced missile. Now, it disintegrated in two. Not one, second stage. It didn't make it all the way across, assuming they were trying to make it all across. I don't think so. Word on the street of these are just tests. But obviously, they are warning shots. This is something to pay attention to. Like, I get it in our country, we're worried about if your hat says make America great again. I get it in our country, we got mad at Mike Gundy, the coach at Oklahoma State, because he wore an OAN shirt. I get it. We have to invent things to get mad about. I understand But this is real. This is something to pay attention to. And you can say, hey, Doc, I turn on your show not to hear you forecast a nuclear disaster. Well, I got to tell you, this is why I joined this outfit, because we pay attention to stuff. We do. We pay attention to stuff. I'm not going to sit here and let people go, well, you know, uh, the, them, though, their, well, the, but, but, whatever. No, stop. I'm worried about this crap. I'm also worried about the elections, and we'll get into that as we get serious. NFL doesn't care about women. NBA don't care about women. They don't care about workplace violence the NFL. What do they care about? Money. Andrew Barry, a guy that by all accounts is a great dude, is the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, and he has announced December 4th that Sean Watson will be the starting quarterback. Now look. It's his first game back. It's first time Watson will be eligible to play. And this comes as no surprise, right? I mean, let's just be honest. This comes as no surprise. Why is this no surprise, Dan? Well, this is no surprise because, well, frankly, Deshaun Watson was paid $230 million to come over. What do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to sit on him? What? Huh? I, I... I, gee, I don't know that that was ever in the cards. People are mad about this, and you should be. Look, let's be honest. The NBA and the NFL can drape themselves in the flag. They can drape themselves in the military. They can wear pink, but they're not for anything other than cash. That's it. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you got 25 people. uh, I don't know. What are they doing? Well, they're accusing this guy of assault. It hasn't really been solved. It's kind of sort of been solved, but it's not really been solved. The other one just came out. used to be it took one person. For most human beings, it takes one. For Deshaun Watson, what is it, 40? Is that what it's got to get to before anybody cares? Well, he's been suspended. Yeah, I know. But another one just came out. I'm not mad about it. I know the way the world works. I know the way things are. And speaking, speaking of the NFL. What happened? I'm wearing blue today. Where's my boy Chris Ballard? I'm looking around. Anybody seen Colts GM Chris Ballard? Every other general manager spoke at the trade deadline. This is all blood and guts. Again, wokeness. This is all accountability. Remember when Chris Ballard cried and he talked about white people and all that stuff and accountability and uh, it's different, I know, when you're talking about your team. And I like the fact that Colts people stand up. But you know what? Ultimately, you got to win games. You can cry, you can kneel, you can hold hands, you can genuflect, you can do whatever you want. But in the NFL, you got to win games. I like all of it. I don't want our athletes, general managers, to just simply shut up and dribble. I get fascinated by some of it. Some of it's stupid, some of it's smart, some of it's pandering. But Chris Ballard went on the air constantly, whether it was about social justice or whether it was about football and talks about accountability. He's got a bad football team. They just traded one of their best weapons for a six-round pick, and I haven't seen the guy. The guy hasn't spoke. Again, if he has spoken, tell me where, and I, ladies and gentlemen, will pay attention. I will take a look. I will. I swear to God I will. But I haven't seen any of them. I'm yelling at people today. I'm on one today. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to yell all day. But you tell me. Where's Chris Bell? Every other person spoke. Except Chris Bell. You can talk. Look, I'm looking right here. Kyrie Irving just talking. I am aware of the negative impact of my post towards the Jewish community. I take responsibility. I oppose all form of hatred and oppression and stand strong with communities that are marginalized and impacted every day. I do not believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles. The question becomes, why would you promote? Kyrie Irving just talking, paying his way out. Chris Ballard, different deal. I get it. But he just talking. He's just talking. He might as well do my job. I talk five hours a day. I give you five strong, and I bring it every day, damn it. You know I do. You may not like it, you may not want to hear it, but I bring it. These guys, they BS you, they, they promote things, that like, I stand strong, really? I got hair. I'm wearing a red shirt. I don't care what you say. It's like Kyrie Irving stand, saying that I stand strong with communities that are marginalized. My backside. Just talking. And I'm glad Shaq, and I'm glad Charles, and I'm glad Ernie called him out. Very glad. Back to where's Chris Ballard. You gave away one of your weapons for a six-round pick, and no one seen hide nor hair you. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, will you please? Oh, by the way, when we talk coming up here about Biden, you're not allowed to say Trump. All right? John Fisher says uh, that I'm a hack. Fine, I am, I'm a hack. I don't golf well. I'm golfing today, but I don't golf well. But anyway, just fricking talking. What else do I got today? Look at these guys. Watch these idiots. These high school coaches. You wanna see some hands? Do we got the video of these clowns? High school coaches throwing hands. Look at these idiots. Oh yeah. Idiots. It's like every week. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's not who I am. Back in 1972, I think, or 73, Gary Westside High School went down to Bloomington. They played in the state finals. Gary Westside, from my area, all-black high school, played in all-white high school. I will tell you, and I was only 10 years old, that Gary Westside got cheated like crazy. That's what I'll tell you. I don't know. I was 10. What I know? The saying became, we may lose the game, but we're going to win the fight. And that's what happened after the game, but not on the court, not on the field. Yeah, it happened in the parking lot. I remember my first high school basketball game, Gary Roosevelt. We came in there. I'm a junior. First varsity game, all cocky. I drop about 30 on them. Next thing you know, on the way out, uh, after you shower, you got to go through a crowd of people. People are cussing at me, saying very mean things, some racial things. I don't care because I just dropped 30 on a school that I always wanted to beat. I'm in the school bus. I pull down. I yell out, hey, kiss my, you know what? Next thing you know, whoosh, whoosh, boom. Tire iron hits the side of the bus. It sounds like a freaking bomb going off. My coach is like, "Docket, you idiot. Get it. All right, all right, all right, my bad. So I understand post-game hijinks. I understand. I understand. But I don't understand this. I don't understand idiot coaches, whether it's youth games. I don't understand these idiots squaring off and fighting. And if you don't like the word idiot, give me the word to use. Passionate. They're passionate, but no, they're idiots. You're going to sit there, square off, and fight the other coach? You're an idiot. Now you just are. You shouldn't be around people. Not, ki- not kids. That's obvious. You shouldn't be around people. Just, just go. If that's what you're going to do. Well, I was mad. Good. Yeah, good. I'm mad, too. Nah, I, yeah, me, too. I'm, I'm mad. Uh, idiots, morons. It drives you nuts, but that's the world that we live in. Look, Brian Harson just needs to be quiet. Just needs to be quiet. He just left, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on people's backside today, and I dig it. He just left freaking Auburn with double digit million dollars in a buyout. Harson says the university is lacking. Harson, do we have a picture of what he's saying? Just take the frickin money. Just take the green and go the hell away. You're coaching at Auburn. You're coaching at Auburn. There is no such thing as too much noise. There's only noise unless you win. You're coaching in the SEC. Your biggest rival is the biggest and best football program maybe ever, most dominant ever. And you're going to whine about what? The university is lacking. There's too much noise. Really? Aw, man. How about... I appreciate my time here. I wish we could have done better. Wish I had more time. Didn't have enough. Love my players. Love my staff. And then go get another job. Or better yet, don't. Good looking man. Go get you a job on TV. Hell, if I can, not anybody can. But coaches, you no. Know. Auburn isn't lacking. Auburn's going to give you everything you want. Hell, the basketball program, when they got the right coach in there and Bruce Pearl is a top five, top ten program, just stop. Oh, man. Too much noise. Oh, It's the SEC. It means more. Uh, Kevin Durant, I, I look, we got to have a daily. We ought to have a daily Kevin Durant's whining. All right, we could have a daily Dan Dockage is whining. That's what this show is, is it not? We could have a daily Kevin Durant is whining. Uh, Kevin Durant needs help. Daily Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant needs help. Kevin Durant is never satisfied. And it's not that Kevin Durant... It's it's really not. It's not that Kevin Durant is... What's the right word? Interesting. It's not that Kevin Durant is a guy that you go, oh, man, he's probably right. No. is that every day Kevin Durant is miserable. I've never seen a more miserable person than Kevin Durant. Or I've never heard a more miserable person than Kevin Durant. Seriously. Name me the last time Kevin Durant got up there and seemed like he was happy about anything. Dude's making hundreds of millions. Dude's playing ball. He says it right here. Love you, my brother. This is in response to a guy saying he needs more help, but please stop. I'm playing ball for a living. That's really enough for me. All right. Doesn't seem like it because it seems like every freaking time, every time that Kevin Durant speaks, Kevin Durant is not happy about whatever it is that he's not happy about. And I go, wait a second. What do you got to be unhappy about? Now, I don't pretend to know his personal life, but my goodness. Needs more help. This is a guy that walked on to the best team ever. The winningest team ever. The Golden State, whatever they are, Warriors, after they had just set an all-time NBA wins record, this guy comes aboard. This guy's always had enough. He's got his buddy Kyrie Irving. They don't need coached. Every single day with Kevin Durant. Well, Donkage, every single day with you, you want. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I don't. Uh, I like it. Look, we're just talking here. It's just us guys and gals having a chat in the afternoon. Hey, our president, uh, I'm going to tell you what he did last night. Uh, He lied. I'm going to give you, as we move through the morning, when we come back, I got some great stuff in terms of the damn award. The gun show is coming up. Michael Gunzelman, that's coming up. Jeffrey Clark's coming up with some bets. I got one bet that's gonna make us all a ton of money, and I'm on fire, by the way. Last night, Bowling Green minus five lost that, but you know what we won? We won the Astros and Bowling Green money line, so we ended up hundred bucks up. I'll take a hundred a day. Toes will be tapping. All right, when we come back, and by the way, speaking of betting, go to Bet Rivers. Why not? Go to Bet Rivers. And when you go to bet, uh, bet Rivers, what is wrong with me? Bet Rivers, what show am I doing? No, go to DraftKings. I weep for me. Outkick.com/bet. It's going to take you right to DraftKings. And at DraftKings, you, ladies and gentlemen, can, as a new depositor, bet five dollars and get two hundred in free bets at DraftKings. I'm on DraftKings. I can show you. My DraftKings account is going through the roof. I have become a disciplined better. So do yourself a favor. Be a disciplined better. All right, we come back. I've got some Don't At Me awards. Philly fans are insane. And you know I like a little bit of insanity. No, I like a lot. What else we got here? Oh, man, there's a guy, I don't know him, Josh Pate. Josh Pate said something about weddings in the fall that's genius. I will expound on that and tell you when, as a coach or a fan, you should have children. Women will get mad at me coming up here because they always get mad at me with this take, but it's a take that I subscribe to. When we come back, you got to hear my take on when you can have children and when you can get married if you're in sports, one dude tried to steal a Louis Vuitton purse and knocked himself out. We got the video. We'll be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. I love coffee. All right, the Damn Awards, AKA Don't At Me. See? Don't At Me. That's the name of the show. So it's Damn. I'm not swearing, so just stop it. All right. Let's show this. All fans should be Philly fans award. Now, Philly fans know how to get it done. Let's show the, uh... (laughs) Let's show the sign. Here it is. Had a funny sign, but the Astros stole it, baby. You can't let that die, can you? Now it goes away today certainly 5 to nothing 10 hits no hits for the phillies of course it goes away but that's a pretty good sign see i'm sure somebody's like well you know you're promoting Staley. well you know i can't believe what you're doing all right yeah all right i can't believe i i i I just don't believe you, you it's you promoting. No, I'm not. I'm promoting humor. I love humor. I love some funny stuff. But that's pretty good. All right, Josh Pate is a CBS reporter, and he is a genius. I don't know him. I've never met him. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup, but he's a genius. Do we have a picture of what he says here? This is genius. Josh, I have a wedding on Saturday. The girl gave me her kidney anonymously. How do I deal with it? To be clear, you were the shipper of a kidney from an anonymous donor and who then identified and has requested your presence at a, her wedding on Saturday. What else we got? Well, here's the deal. You don't go to weddings or you don't have weddings in the fall during football season. You, you, you don't have them. You don't do it. Now, let me explain to you this. Here's how you have children when you are coaching. Back in the day, you never have a kid During the season. Now, I understand women are going to be like, it's magical. You're going to have them whenever you want. You're lucky to have them. And you're right. You're absolutely right. All right? You are absolutely right. It is a miracle, and you should be thankful no matter when you have them. All right? Fine. But the truth of the matter is, this is what I did. You can dislike it. You can hate me for it but this is what I did in college basketball. During my time, um, you had may off for the most part. You had August off, not off, but you weren't on the road and there was no summer camp. All right. There was no summer camp. So you had to work summer camp because you made money. Like at Indiana coach Knight. He'd pay us about one one one-thousandth of what we deserved. But the truth of the matter is, that's when I was going to have a baby. I was going to have a baby in May, or I was going to have a child in August. And it's simple math, really, and I understand. There was no chance I was going to have a child during the season. There was no chance I was going to have a child during recruiting season in July. There was no chance I was going to have a child in October during the practice season. I understand. People are mad at that. I do. I understand. But I will tell you this. I wasn't doing it. And if that makes people mad, that makes them mad. But the truth of the matter is simply this. The truth of the matter is my son was born May 10th. No coincidence. My daughter, little slippage, she had one more week to get out because I got to tell you, once the next week, once the 10th, 9th, 10th of uh, June came, uh uh because summer camp started. Three weeks. We were going to make some money. My daughter was born June 2nd after a stint at Lenny's Pizza in Bloomington. I barbecued chicken pizza, popped her right out the next morning. There is under no circumstances... Should people have weddings when Michigan's playing Ohio State? Uh, if you are going to get a wed- have a wedding and you are a football fan, then here's what you do. You look at the calendar. You just simply look at the calendar. Last week, I went to a great wedding. The couple weren't really sports fans. You can have your wedding whenever you want. But if you are a sports fan, there is no wedding. Indiana, Purdue, basketball, football. There is no wedding. Opening day of the NFL weekend or college football weekend. There's none Ohio state first game. We're not having a wedding home game, Ohio state. We're not having a wedding. You want to have a wedding when Ohio state's playing football, have an afternoon wedding on a night game. It's that simple. And don't even, 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 even ask me about children. Because if you're coaching, This is when you have children. Anybody in baseball, basketball, football that I see, well, we got to miss because we're having a kid. I'm like, what are you doing? That's just me. That's just me. I always ask, what are you doing? I I don't know. Why would you do that? Why are you missing? I know I'm wrong, and I know I can get slammed for that, but that's how I think. That's how I thought as a coach. Now I try to get my wife. I'm 60. I want to have another kid. What the hell? No, I don't. But I always, th- I always tell my wife, hey, let me do some reversing here and let's have another kid. And she's like, yeah, well, you got to find another wife. Now I don't blame her. But anyway, Josh Pate, nobody, nobody, nobody should have weddings during football season, particularly in the fall. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's go. Let's have a look. You get what you deserve award. Here's a guy that is trying to steal a Louis Vuitton bag. And in trying to steal a Louis Vuitton bag, he knocks himself out. Let's have a look. Boom. Down. I could watch this all day. I legitimately could watch this all day. So this idiot decides... Uh, This 17 year old decides that he, she is going to steal a bag. Boom. They get out. They caught the thief. I love it. I absolutely love it. Just don't beat the hell out of them, but if you do, people need to learn lessons. Do we teach lessons anymore? Can we show that whole video again? People need to learn lessons. We don't learn lessons anymore. When's the last, boom, a thief in Seattle knocks himself out while trying to escape the scene of the crime. Boom! 17 years old. Now, I don't know about you, after stealing a high-end merchandise, a 17-year-old slams into the door trying to escape. Police say the teen is part of a retail theft ring that has been busy in the area. How about these idiots? After knocking himself out, the security guard is able to detain the suspect. And you know what the deal is? If you touch this idiot, it'll be your fault. Like my wife works at an Athleta store in in a nice mall here. She does it because she likes the merch. She gets half off. People shoplift. You're not allowed to do anything. You're not allowed to do anything why not? You should be able to tackle them, throw them down. Don't come in here. People need to learn lessons. We never learn lessons anymore. When's the last time anyone was taught a lesson? I'm not saying brutality. I'm saying teach a lesson. Nobody gets taught. Like teaching a lesson, even in schools is like, well, you can't do that. Why not? If this 17-year-old had been taught a lesson, maybe, just maybe, They wouldn't be in jail, probably not in jail in Seattle, probably given a key to the city. But where do we teach lessons? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, this weekend, we are going to have the highest price ticket, maybe, in the history of college football. In the history of college football, no ticket has gone for a get-in price of $626. Now... If you are someone that is, I don't know, wanting to go to the game, do yourself a favor. Uh, Wait. Wait. Wait until game time. It's an old trick. It's an easy trick. You don't buy early. You buy late. Prices go down late. Greatness comes at a price. One versus two. Even though one is a big-time underdog, all right, all right, even though you can call it the game of the century and you would be accurate, would you pay 600 and some dollars to watch this, to get in? to say you were there, because ultimately that's what it is. You know, you put it on a credit card, you get mommy or daddy's credit card, you put it on the credit card, you get in the game, and then you take pictures of it. Isn't that what people do, what is it? That's what people do when they go, I'm at the game. That's the only reason anybody does that, they go into the game. They want to let you know you're going to the game. I got to tell you personally, um, I can afford $600 and some dollars. I'm not saying, but I ain't doing it. It'd be fun to be there. It'd be really fun to be there. Uh, It would be more fun to be there than not be there, and I don't say that a lot. But the fact of the matter is, um, I don't know. I don't think that I can pay that much money for a football game as great as that one is. I tell you what would be fun being there and around it pregame, being there and around it postgame, being there and around it at a sports bar or at a bar where you know both sides are going to be there. That would be fun. You know, all the little frat boys from both places might get into a big tussle and people might throw hands and And then watch, next time you're in a fight, by the way, watch how many people hold up their phone. I digress. But I don't want to pay that kind of money. All right, next. Talent beats tips. Look, Eduardo Perez talking about, I heard this live, talking about the time that Randy Johnson tipped off pitches. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I go to Cooperstown. It's talent beats tips. I run into Randy Johnson. And Randy's with his son, and he goes, he goes, hey, come over here real quick. Why do you want to tell his son? He goes, hey, this guy hit four home runs off me. And I said, yeah, you're in the Hall of Fame, and I'm not. And he goes, how'd you do it? And I said, well, I'll tell you now that you're retired. And so am I. <laughs> Strike three to Larnock. I said, I said, good guy. It's really simple. Hold on a second. Time out. Yeah, time out. You call 20. Really simple. Okay, we're back. We yeah, two, we're uh, back. This is live TV, right? Yeah, yeah. So I said, Randy, show me your fastball. He goes, this is my
1: fastball. I said, okay, show me your slider. And he goes, this is my slider. And I said, Randy. So I took a selfie with Randy myself. Showing both. And he goes, are you
0: serious? I said, you still threw 99 miles per hour. I still had to hit it. Little lesson right here. There's the heater. Oh! Can I see the slider? There it is. I love me some Randy. Love you, Randy. you got to understand something about Eduardo Perez, and this is what every guy that I know in Major League Baseball tells me. He's the smartest guy in the history of baseball at picking up things like that, of stealing signs from third base. Legally, we always now have to say it league. Like, a lot of guys, and Perez was very good. He said he had four home runs off him, but you also got to hit it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you got to hit the ball. You can't just have talent, and I know it's coming. I know a fastball's coming. That makes it a lot easier, right? Absolutely does. But I still got to hit 99, 102. Eduardo Perez was able to. But now the conversation is about tipping pitches because of Lance McCullers. I was a first base coach for a team that was a travel team, and I always tried to see if the catcher, if I could see two or one. Sometimes you could, so I told the players, if I call out your last name, it's a curveball. If I call out your first name, it's a fastball. If I don't say anything, I don't know what the hell it is. It's that simple. First, fast, second name, Kerr, f See what I did there? Pretty clever. I'm a genius that way. But look, it is true. It is true. You can with the slightest movement, a turn of the hand, going like this as opposed to like this, tip off what is coming, and nobody, I swear to you, nobody in the history of baseball, according to everybody, and I mean Everybody that I have talked to about this very thing picks it up like Eduardo Perez. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Couple things. Uh, I'm going to give my own award because this broke this morning. Congratulations. Now go play to win. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, I want you to think about this. This is kind of funny to me. So Bradley Chubb gets an extension, right? Bradley Chubb is traded from the Broncos to the, uh, the Finns, the Dolphins. All right. So he signs a five-year, $110 million deal. Now, stay with me here. Bradley Chubb, with incentives, five-year, $110 million deal. With incentives, it can be work. Five years, $111 million. He gets $1.25 million in incentives, which to you and me sounds like a great deal, right? I mean sounds like an absolute unbelievable got-to-have-it deal. It's $1 million out of 110. is 1%. So apparently, Bradley Chubb's incentives, rightfully so, were not that important to him. And I ain't mad about it, all right? couple of other things. This makes me sad. Brian Robinson got shot. Brian Robinson gets shot. Brian Robinson is the running back for the Washington commanders. Now this makes me sad. Why? Because another 17 year old is charged. I look around and I'm going to say the same thing that I just said. When do we learn lessons? Why didn't we learn a lesson when this kid was like 10? You don't go around carjacking. They charged this kid with with assault with with intent to rob while armed. The kid's a juvenile. There was a tip. Good. Snitches get stitches. My backside. It's time for our communities to take their community over. You see what I'm doing here? It's time for them to take their community over. It is. If you live in a community, I live in a community. Most of us live in a community. I got to tell you, you see something, screw that. Screw not saying something. Screw snitches get stitches. Screw all that. No. No. All right, I'm going to tweet something out here that is one of the funniest things that I have seen all day. All right? Here's the deal. My Colts, my Colts, the rivalry is back on. The rivalry is back on, they said. Really? All right. All right. The rivalry is back on. What a bunch of crap. The rivalry is the Colts and the Patriots. The rivalry isn't squat. It's never been a rivalry. It's never been anything other than the Patriots beating the living hell out of the Colts. That's it. That's all. Uh, And every media guy lost their mind when the general manager did and said that. You know where the general manager is now? Where's the Colts general manager now? Uh, The rivalry is back on. You know who the Colts play this weekend? I'll tell you who the Colts play this weekend. They play the Patriots. They play the Patriots. The rivalry is back on. It's Patriot week. Where is he? Huh? I'll hang up and listen. If you're going to make bold statements, and this is the crap that makes me nuts. If you're going to make bold statements, if you're going to come out and be the man, I'm the man. The rivalry is back on, damn it. We're taking on the Patriots. All right. Well, if the rivalry is back on, where are you? Andrew Luck didn't talk to Josh McDaniels. This goes back. During the hiring process, when the with the Colts, it hasn't since. On GM Chris Ballard, the rivalry is back on. That was an authentic self-comment, and that made me happy. I love it when you see authenticity from people. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Okay. I love it when you hear talk from people. I love it when people just talk. All right, Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw opened up. He did. Terry Bradshaw opened up about a couple of things, one of which was his cancer. And he did not want pity. Different people go different directions when they have cancer. He waited. Terry Bradshaw did. He waited a year. He said, you know what? I'm not going to tell He had bladder cancer and a rare aggressive type of skin cancer called Markel Tuma. He's 74 years old. He says he is cancer free Feels like himself. Here's what Terry Bradshaw said. I didn't talk about it because I didn't want pity. I didn't talk about it because a lot of celebrities, unfortunately, I'm one of those. When they say this, I think the perception around America with all of the millions of people is, oh, look at him. Bless his heart. He has cancer. Well, my husband died of cancer. Bradshaw said my kids are. You know, I didn't want that. It took me a long time. But when he received negative feedback from fans about his performance, he felt the need to defend himself. I couldn't breathe, he said. That's when everyone notices. What's wrong with him? Social media went, get rid of him. He needs to be off the air. He's an embarrassment. I was like, embarrassment? I got cancer. People are cruel. People are very, very, very cruel. And this Justin, police are responding to a trespassing call at Donald Trump's house in Mar-a-Lago. The world is nuts. Look, I got to tell you, I'm a two-bit nothing. I was called a nobody by the Indianapolis Star. But I've had people show up at my daughter's work, Michigan State fans. I've had people threaten me. I've had people take a dump on my yard, or at least say they took a dump. I couldn't tell whether it was a dog or a human. It was very weird. But anyway. And now it's extended. Now we've got the Pelosi thing, which we'll see what happens, and now we got this. It's a very, very, very odd deal that's going on in our country, and we need civility. At some point, somebody's going to have to get civil. At some point, somebody, we're angry. We're angry because we turn on the news, we're angry because we turn things on, and guess what? All we see is division. If you're going to vote for these guys, and I'll divide right here, if you're going to vote for these Democrats, you're voting for a division. I mean, just look at their speeches. Last night, the president of the United States gave a speech. In it, he never talked about fentanyl. He never talked about the economy. He never talked about gas prices. He never talked about our borders. You know he talked about? Dividing. They have a new talking point for him. If you don't vote for him... It's a threat to lose our democracy. Okay. If you don't vote for them, him and them, then everything is that he has built so great is going to go bad. Think about that for a second. I mean, just think about that for a hot second. When you look at what has actually been done in this country since this administration took office, it's been a complete blank show. We now have, according to sources, boots on the ground in the Ukraine. It's an old trick, really. We see it all of the time. We do. We see it all the time. Republican or Democrats get in. We got to get a war. We got to get, uh, we got to divide. Let's go through inflation that Joe Biden says is down. Ready? 42.9% increase in airline fees. in utility gas prices. That affects all of us. Hell, you may not like eggs, but you're going to have gas. uh, You're going to need utilities. A lot of them are gas. 30.5% in eggs. 18% increase in gas. 17% in chicken. 15.7% in coffee. 15.2% in milk. 14.7% in bread. 10.1% in furniture. 9.2% vegetables. 8.2% all items, uh, 8.2% fruit, 8.1% ham, 7.6% women's apparel, 7.2% used car, 6.7% rent, 3.7% men's apparel. This is all under Joe Biden. Now, this is it. This is the guy. Uh, This is his record. Isn't anybody's record but his. And so instead of saying last night what his policies are to correct this, Joe Biden tried to divide. Joe Biden talked about the attack on Nancy Pelosi. Joe Biden talked about how bad Republicans are, how bad MAGA is, how bad everybody except for he and his group are. I haven't seen anybody divide this country more than Joe Biden ever. I haven't. You can say what you want about Trump. Of course he was a liar. All these guys are a liar. Yeah, morally bankrupt. All these guys are morally bankrupt. Think about JFK. Are you insane? Think about Ronald Reagan. All these guys. Bill Clinton. Please, stop it. But I'll tell you this. When you looked at the numbers, Hispanic, African American, they loved Trump. Why? He told the truth and he got them jobs and he got great wages. And he didn't pander. This is the most pandering, dishonest administration in my lifetime, and I lived through Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was the worst president that I saw, but he didn't pander. He smiled. How you doing? I'm Jimmy Carter. How you doing? Yeah. All right. So do yourself a favor, week from today, and now they're saying we're not going to be able to count the votes for a few days. I mean, I've lived a long time. I'm an old man. I got to tell you, if I, it used to be a problem that before the West Coast polls were closed, guess what? Votes were already counted. It disincentivized people on the West Coast to go vote. We had winners. <laughs> Not now. It's going to take months, weeks, days. I try to tell you, I'm telling you Republicans that think this is going to be easy, there's something going to happen. Hang, do- hang on to your hat. I got to, as I always say, I got to see the bodies. I got to see the bodies. And when I see the bodies, I'll believe what the hell is going on. But I got to see the bodies first. Yeah, I do. I'm sorry, I do. Some of you don't. I do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, buckle up. It's the Guns Show coming up right this moment. And look, if we're going to mess around here on this show, we're going to go large, large. Mike Gunzelman, one of OutKick's finest, is going to join us. Do yourself a favor, buckle up, get ready, and let's have at it here when we come back. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the OutKick Network. It's the Gun Show. Yeah, it's the Gun Show. (laughs) Guns. Let's go. Let's get right into it. Let's go. I baby. want to get into your OutKick
1: Crime Files. Let's have at it right now. Let's do it. All right, let's go. Yeah, so uh, so I launched this thing. comes out every single Friday on OutKick. It's called OutKick C- Crime Files. And what it is is I can't – it's me calling out just how wild of a society we've become. I don't understand how we are letting – career criminals continue to go back on the street only to then continue to commit crimes. It's like, it's, we've lost our minds. And what we're seeing now, it's happening across all the major cities in, in the country. I'm based here in New York City. New York City is a cesspool, it is a disaster, it is a mess. So my crime files take these absurd stories like New York City, two weeks ago, we had a guy running around with an ax, with an ax, threatening people with an ax. And what do they do? they they locked him up and then they gave they they released him with no bail he didn't have to pay anything and they let him back on the street only to then be arrested 4 days later like it's stories of that that just don't make any sense like if somebody's running around with an axe all right i don't think you can just you, they're not the type of person that you can just talk to and be like hey man like can you just put the axe down they're got a freaking axe all right they're going to do something terrible and for these these woke and practice, you know the DAs are supposed to go up to the criminals. Some of these district attorneys, negligence should be criminal for what they're doing to people. Because, you know, whether it's illegal immigration, these, you know, illegals might be put out back onto the streets. and next thing you know, they might, some of them, you know, we hear these horrible stories of them kidnapping or murdering somebody. If I was a family and had somebody if I had a family member or a friend, or heck, it should just be a stranger because I don't know these people, but imagine if somebody was murdered by somebody that shouldn't have ever been on the streets. That's what Crime Follows is about. It's about calling out these crazy ass mayors and these district district attorneys because something has to change. And I truly believe the American people are getting fed up. We have the midterm elections next week. I think crime is going to be a major factor because our big cities have lost their freaking minds, Dan. It's ridiculous. It's it's, it's truly ridiculous.
0: I would argue, and and I think the numbers show it, these Democratic liberal mayors. We got one here, Mike. The world is crazy. And we got a prosecutor here that has that bail thing where everybody gets out of jail Mm -hmm. and the amount of people that commit crimes after being let out that just committed a crime is like almost 100%. Everybody just goes right back and commits crimes.
1: Yeah. No, you're exactly right. It doesn't make any sense. We hear these stories. This is, this is literally what my column is about every single week, where people are arrested 20, 30, oh, 40 times. You know what? I think the 42nd time they're going to learn their lesson. That's what you're dealing with, and it's the pandering it's the pandering by these democratic uh, mayors or the, they're so you know the uh, the defund the police movement all of this stuff well guess what when the, when crap hits the fan who are you calling you're going to be calling the same cops that you want to defund all right. Don't lie to me. What, what like, who are you calling? Oh, you're going to talk to some of these people talk some of these people down. It's 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 ridiculous. And the pandering has gone from just a a talking point or, oh, we're going to do it for a certain vote or anything like that to now it's got true safety repercussions. And your life is on the line and my life is on the line. I live in New York City. It is. It is damn right scary these days. All right. The, the our district attorneys, this this no the the bail reform that's happening right now where people are getting let out without even having to pay anything. In fact, sometimes they're getting their subway ticket paid for them so they can go back or the train station or anything like that. So that is what's happening right now. And it's become unsafe. It's become ridiculous. And it's also damn right scary. It's frightening because you can't the, the amount of people that should not be on the streets that continue to get to be put back on the streets is. Is is putting all of our lives at at, at risk in danger. And, and there's the biggest thing is they know there's no accountability. There's no accountability accountability for the for the criminals, for the lawbreakers, and there's no against these district attorneys whose policies are directly influencing and harming the town, the city, the state, whatever it might be, Dan.
0: I had a police commander tell me that our prosecutor, a guy named Ryan Mears, who is up for re-election, and if he wins, we're all screwed. But he told me, he goes, this guy's policies are literally killing people. He goes, you can't quote me. I need my job. I'm out every night. We got murder rates through the roof. He goes, but this guy, this guy's policies are literally killing people. I'm going to jump something. I want to get back. But I want to talk about something. You mentioned New York City, the subways, I see it every day in the in the post and other places on social media. This has gotten so bad in New York City that private security has now been hired. Correct for the subways?
1: Yeah, you know it's kind of it's kind of uh, that sums up everything right there. New York City and the MTA all right, who run the subways, things have gotten so bad. Here's the like, I used to, I went to Fordham university here in the city. I would throw a hoodie on and I would fall asleep at times because I was a college kid. You're not falling asleep. You don't even want to go on. It is so dangerous right now. It used to be say like last year or so. It's like, oh, I don't want to take the subway at night. Now it doesn't matter what time you're taking the subway. I had a friend a couple of weeks ago, get some guy walked by, came back and absolutely knocked him unconscious. Didn't even do anything. Absolutely lost teeth. Face was all black. Ended up in the hospital. Didn't even do anything. Just some psychopath. Just beat him up for no reason. I have a subway stop right outside my apartment. Guess what? Last week. Kid you not. Last week, somebody, some random person, threw somebody, like a 30-year-old, that was just hanging out and just sitting there at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. So it's not like this is happening at 2 a.m. This is right below where I live. You can't these you've let these people and these criminals out on the streets that there's no there's no penalty, there's no repercussions, there's nothing going on. So in a way to and our and our stupid mayor, our stupid mayor, mayor Adams here, be like, oh, it's just a perception. It's just a perception that crime is up. Good, yeah. Tell that to people that are, I'm 30 years old. People are scared. You wanna rebuild the city after you shut it down for two and a half years? People don't wanna come here. Safety and crime is a huge, a huge factor for making people want to feel welcome back into the city. And it's not happening. And New York City, the MTA has to hire their own security guards. But the best part about this is they're not even armed. They're not even gonna be armed. So what what are you going to do when you have somebody? We have people with knives, swords. I have a story about somebody running around New York City with a sword. But like, unfortunately, shootings are happening. You have no idea people getting shot on the subway. Uh, It's it's wild. And now you're hiring security guards, but they're not even going to be armed. Like what like what kind of deterrence is that? But it does show it does show that. Even the MTA realizes that they have to do something because clearly the, the, the DA and the prosecutors and people like that aren't going to going to change anything. The mayor's not. So what are you going to do? I guess it's 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 for, listen, do I feel safer with private security there? Not when they don't have weapons. <laughs> like I can only imagine what these people are going to look like. What are they going to slap the person, slap them to death? Like, no, dude, we're all screwed. So it's supposed to make us feel better, but I – I don't know if anything it just puts more people at risk i think there are more targets out there because none of the the, people realize yeah these psychopaths realize that nothing's going to happen to them they're just going to be let right back out it's crazy
0: i've said this for hey look i'm old i know i'm old yeah but i when does anybody (laughs) learn a lesson anymore like i I did some videos uh, we just did it out of my Don't At Me Awards, where a guy, 17 years old, stealing a Louis Vuitton purse, I think in New York City, they apparently locked the door. He ran in, knocked himself unconscious. And I'm thinking, man, then I did a story, Brian Robinson, the running back of the Redskins. So this guy, he gets carjacked by a 17... When do people learn lessons? Like, I'll give you one. We don't even... And 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 Jezaline or whatever the hell her name is Maxwell, she's out there. She's taking soft playing softball. Her nickname is Dottie, I assume after the League of Their Own. But yeah. even the people that she was involved with at there, she what did she do? Uh, she trafficked young yeah, women. Yeah, she was Jeff Repstein. But apparently, the... not to anyone. <laughs> nobody uh, nobody got trafficked too. She just went we out there. She's out there trafficking
1: we've lost all accountability as a society and that's only gonna spur the loss of law and order. And that's exactly what's happening. When you're not when you're not prosecuting people, especially from a young age, they don't learn lessons. And when you're letting repeat offenders out there 10, 15, 20 times, there's no accountability. There's no punishment. Well, when you don't get in trouble, it's a tale as old as time. Whether you're in school, as elementary school, if a teacher doesn't catch you, the next time you're going to do something, it's either going to be worse or you're just going to up it or you're going to do it multiple times. And when it comes to crime, that's exactly what's happened. It's like, oh, well, you just might shoplift 15 times, but then it becomes, you know, Next thing you know, you might be stealing a car. Next thing you know, you might get into to fight with somebody, you might kill somebody. So it's just going to keep getting worse, but there's no accountability out there. You're, you're like, the, the there's no sense of the law anymore. We reward, we're rewarding the lawbreakers out there. And it's crazy because if you have that mindset that you're, you're gonna commit a crime, it only is going to spurn you that much more to go out and do it when you know that nothing is going to happen to you. And we're seeing it all across the board. When you mentioned Maxwell, of course, I was Epstein's person, whatever. Some of the time of her life right now. They call her Dottie because she loves prison softball. You know what I mean? Like, like what the hell's happening there? She should be locked in a in a she be in a cage for the rest of her life, to be honest. Or solitary confinement. Throw in solitary confinement. Don't let her have the baby be praised by the other person. Other prisoners given the name of, of Dottie from League of Their Own, but you're right. We we turn. We live in such a bizarro country that we reward the lawbreakers. Whether it is a nineteen uh, a seventeen year old that's going to pull a gun on Brian Robinson from the Washington Commanders and shoot him twice in a in a uh, in a uh, in a car while trying to carjack him, to um, you know to to uh, you know our career politicians that are uh, you know looking out for their own lobbyists you know that or you know insider trading and all that it covers everything but my one of my biggest things is the day-to-day real life safety issues because America's big cities are falling apart and you might be next you might be next uh, because it is happening uh,
0: i got to tell you you mentioned what happened to you my my stepson's best friend shares an apartment nice place you know kind of uh right off of The Gold Coast, I guess you call it, in Chicago. Hell, he got chased. Guys jumped him. He fought him off, started running, screaming for his life. The world is insane that we live in. And speaking of insanity, I got to tell you, I've had enough of Adam Silver. I've had enough of the NBA. I've had enough of Kyrie Irving. I've had enough of the whole thing. What are you thinking? Give
1: me some thoughts. I think this is (laughs) a... I could be here all day for this. This You want to talk about no accountability. That's exactly what we're seeing here, but it goes beyond that because the NBA, you know, the Nets came out with Kyrie Irving yesterday with a with a with the most polished statement that you could ever imagine saying that they denounce a- anti-Semitism and, and all this. They're going to donate a half a million dollars each. Now, do you really believe that Kyrie Irving, who sat out every single home game here in Brooklyn, New York last year, because he wasn't vaccinated, which is all right to each their own, okay. To each their own, but he didn't get paid for those, okay. You're you think a, a half million dollar fine is going to have an effect on Kyrie Irving? Like what? Like what? You really think so? Now, in addition to that, the silence has been deafening. From the lebron jameses out there and these other people steve kerr anything ever happens out there steve kerr is the first to talk about it. we've seen him cry pout whine, storm off stage if anything else have happen- oh china can't mention the word china out there in in the nba why because well All the jerseys. You have all these different kind of uh, different jerseys and apparel out there. You have 10 different jerseys for every team. They're being made in in China. They're not going to go after their overlords or Chinese overlords. I would say that if China ever did something to America, I would question if Adam Silver would be on the side of America. Because based on everything (laughs) and everything that they've done, the, the way that they're undermining their own country here, all right? I would truly question that, that they care more about China than themselves. And now you have this Kyrie Irving situation. I mean, it is just... They waited days for this. And it was all the same words, okay? It was all zero tolerance, strongly condemned. It's not It's not working. The fact that they waited shows that it truly isn't believed. And they're also, what is this, package What is this? This is my thing. Why do we allow, why are we so afraid? Why is the NBA so afraid of their own players? Why do we allow out of all the sports out there NBA players have more leverage and more power than any other sports teams out there. They can get your coach fired. They can get rid of the GM. They can, you know, if you're a star, you can talk about who you want to come over. Like we are allowing Kyrie Irving to essentially get away with everything right now regarding with his comments here. It is absurd. It's dangerous, but why are we so afraid that the NBA is afraid of their own players and they're afraid of China. <laughs> like, like, you know, Antonio Brown, of course had his own issues on in the NFL, but really it doesn't trade. Like, it eventually caught up to him. Like, I don't understand why the NBA is so afraid of their own players, where they will, you know, whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement to to just anything going on out there, for some reason, they refuse. Uh Uh-oh.
0: I lost Mike. Something happened. You guys got me? We lost him. He's got to do something with his mic. Are we I good heard now? something move and, and I got you now. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. Cool. Keep
1: going. You're rolling, baby. Right. Keep my going. My point is, yeah. Sorry about that. I think I hit a button, but here we go. So, my point is that the NBA is scared of. Chinese and the Chinese and also China, I should say, and also their own players. We allow these players to get away with everything, and it's truly ridiculous. And the fact is that where are the rest of these players? I'm a New York Knicks fan. I can't stand Reggie Miller because I remember the John Starks era. Okay, but it's bad when I'm agreeing with Reggie Miller, who who called him out and said the silence was deafening when you waited that many days. It truly shows that you don't care. What do they? The the Nets are like, yeah, we're going to stand with the A.D.L. and all this stuff, but. What are you going to do? Give him, give him a box. Give him a box at a game. Give him a pregame ceremony, saying, "Oh yeah, we're really offended by it." The bottom line is that because nothing happened to Kyrie Irving, okay, you had you had Kevin Durant, his teammate, okay, Kevin Durant used a homophobic slur against Michael Rapaport, tweeted it out at him, fine fifty thousand dollars. All right, Rajon Rondo used a slur against a uh, against referee, was suspended for it. Kyrie Irving can do this and nothing happens. You had the Utah Jazz, Utah Jazz announcer, okay? Year and a half ago. Tweeted out, all lives matter, lost his job. Lost his job over it. The selective outrage and lack of accountability from all the way from Adam Silver to the NBA owners to the teammates themselves is a huge problem right now. It's ridiculous.
0: Uh, I will correct you, it was Sacramento Kings. We had Grant on our our show, Grant Napier. No, but it's the same thing. I mean, he and, and he he said he followed that up with an even better. It 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 fascinates me, you know. And Adam Silver is Teflon. Adam Silver is a coward. Adam Silver is afraid of his own players. This started when David Stern turned the entire league over from team to individual, and then made deals in China with China to globalize, in their words the game, and they've never been able to reel it back in. In fact, uh, one of the funniest things uh, people told me that were actually in the meeting was the players' only meeting in the bubble. He said it was the biggest collection of dumbasses trying to yell and scream and out-dumbass each other. And before you get racist with me, anybody, that came from an African-American player, too, actually, to me. It was, a guy said it was the level of stupidity unlike anything they could ever have seen. But it's stupidity based in the knowledge, Guns, that there are no consequences for said stupidity and that they run what it is that they're working in, and that's the NBA. They run it.
1: You want to talk about a theme of my guest appearance today on your show? It's the lack of accountability that's going on. Just what you just said right there, allowing people to just get away and say whatever they want and uh, realize that there's going to be no punishments. The NBA itself though has become an absolute an absolute train wreck. We're supposed to bleed them on one hand where they wear messages, uh, you know, remember the players were allowed to have the words unity and uh, like freedom and all this stuff on their jerseys and all the sidelines are painted with everything, but it's only selective. There's a, the, 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 the fact that Adam Silver, who is Jewish himself, hasn't come out and said anything here is ridiculous. What is, where is he at? What are you waiting for? What are you scared of? It shouldn't be that big of an uh, are you issue. Scared I
2: mean, of it?
0: He, I'll tell you yeah. what he's scared of. I'll tell you exactly what he's scared of. He's scared of the bomb being dropped on him, the word racist. He's scared to death that the word racist will be dropped on him by whoever you want to say. Players, some coach, some media members, Stephen A. Smith, some guys on, on wherever. Sc- he is scared. It is the scarlet word for white people. Yeah, I I I, call me anything you want, but don't call me a racist. Oh my God, particularly because it sticks to you, and now you got to answer to it. That's what he's scared
1: of, guns. And and you know what I have that uh, response to that is I'd call him gutless. That's spineless. That's gutless. If you don't stand for you know if you don't stand for something like like if you can't truly call out this is what we have a problem with across the country in society right now. We're not holding people accountable, but we're also not willing to say when something's wrong. Like if you can't differentiate between right and wrong, then we're then our country's screwed here. And the, and, and, and you could very well be right. I think, uh, you know, I think the Adam Silver thing, he's so worried. He just he just wants us to go away. The, new, uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets just want this to go away. Do we really think that Kyrie Irving? Let me ask you in the audience out there. Do you think that Kyrie Irving's BS statement, which, by the way, he perfectly crafted, crafted, or at least approved of it, obviously didn't write it, but approved of it, where he said the entire film, that he didn't agree with the entire film. He didn't he, he, he specifically said the enti- he didn't agree with the entire film. so that means he agreed with some of it though. What kind of, what that is a half ass apology, that is the definition of a half ass I don't believe my apology, I am throwing it right in your face. That is, and, and, oh, and you're supposed oh, to I, believe that? That's such crap. Oh yeah, it's all, my apologies, I don't believe the whole entire film. Well, how about you don't believe any of the film? And do we really think, and this is a question to you and the audience out there, do you think Kyrie Irving learned a lesson here? Absolutely not. A half a million dollars to him doesn't mean anything anything he's probably went home and chuckled and laughing laughing it's insulting that they think that the nets think that they can just give a half a million dollar uh a donation and be like yeah we're gonna well you know we'll talk it out with them i what what happens if Kyrie irving doesn't go and meet with the uh anti-defamation league like, like, you know, what happens he chooses not to? I've looked into it. I haven't seen that he's spoken to anybody there. Who's going to force Kyrie Irving to go to classes or to learn about this? It's all BS. What are they going to do? Bring it back to the public attention? Be like, oh yeah, he hasn't met with Like, hell no. They don't want any part. Like, the Brooklyn Nets aren't going to bring that up. It's Kyrie Irving. This is what happens is, alluding back to your previous point, when you give so much power to the individual and to these players, they're just running wild right now, and now you have a major situation situation a legitimate situation and you can only uh, going to imagine what's next when kevin durant was asked over the weekend about Kyrie's comments and if they were divisive he said absolutely not that's all of you out there we're fine in here that's all you need to know right there that's all you need to know right there it's not a problem or issue within the locker room so it's everybody else and you know what that is that's um that's a sad time that's a sad time that somebody can tweet that out or Kyrie can can uh, I? And there's no, there's no, there's no, you know, feedback or punishment from within. It's, it's the Nets are scared of Kyrie Irving, and it's, it's crazy. I think it's truly really crazy to me. It's wild.
0: I, I always ask. I go, well, well you guys are scared of him. You, you hold on to him. Is why? I mean, what, what's it gotten you? You know, what's gotten you about three coaches? Horrible publicity, a mess. Um, I don't know. I, my, my wife or my, my sister-in-law is Jewish. My nieces and nephews are Jewish. And my brother, who's married to my sister-in-law, and he's like, look, I'm done with the NBA. Screw this. I mean, I, I, and, and a lot of people, at least here in Indy, feel the same way. And I, I, I'm done with the NBA. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I've had enough. I, and again, I, it doesn't matter. You're right. I don't matter. Their, their money is made China. Their money is made sponsorships. Their money is made Nike TV. It doesn't matter to me, but still you look at this and you go, screw you. I mean, that basically how I look at it, it's not changing. Let's be honest. Look, Adam Silver is protected. Adam Silver is media protected. Adam Silver is Teflon. Adam Silver is the most woke. Adam Silver is the most inclusive. Adam Silver is the most blah, 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 blah. It's a freaking train wreck. I'll tell you who's not a train wreck. Taylor Swift, baby. You love you <laughs> some Taylor Swift, don't you?
1: All I know is then you were uh you at one point followed me on Twitter, and within the last couple of days, you don't follow me anymore. And the only thing that I can think of is what? it's gotta what? be it's gotta be because I keep posting and tweeting about Taylor Swift. It's gotta no. be because I can't no, stop no. posting.
0: <laughs> no, it's gotta it because I follow you. You just did that right now. You
1: You unfollowed me because I post all the time about Taylor Swift. No, my sweetheart Taylor Swift. Let's go. I don't know what. Listen, no, I'll tell you something. You don't want to go after the Swifties. The Swifties are a rabid mob out there, they will come after you. So it's better to get on the side of Taylor Swift. But yeah, she's absolutely crushing it right now. I did a story on this the billboard. All right, billboard top 10 right now, Taylor Swift has all top 10 songs. It's the first time it's ever happened. She has the top 10 songs. She's absolutely crushing it. I think that Apple TV who um, or Apple Music, who's running this year's Super Bowl halftime show, I think they dropped the ball completely. It's their first year taking it over from Pepsi. Taylor Swift for years couldn't do the halftime show because she had an exclusive deal with uh, with Coca-Cola. So obviously Pepsi wouldn't allow her to do it. So I thought I they completely dropped the ball. Taylor Swift is the biggest international superstar right, uh, right now across the globe, absolutely crushing it. This album setting records everywhere. It's a good album. It's a good album. I'm telling you, you gotta give it a listen, all right? And don't unfollow me when I'm posting about Taylor Swift. She set the record. There's been a ton of musicians and artists. The billboard billboard's been around for decades. And Taylor Swift has all top ten songs for the first time ever. Something going on there, dad. I hope you listen to I it. I hope you not listen to un- it on your ride
0: home. I did not unfollow you. I guarantee you, I did not unfollow you. Yes, I looked after you said that, and I did follow you just now and tried to play it off. I tried to Joe Biden you. I'm not going to lie, but there is an article, and I sent it to you on a site called Belly Up Sports. Is Dan Dockage better than Taylor Swift? The guy makes some really good points, but it was was a few years ago. So she's (laughs) gotten hotter, but so have I. You make the decision, guns, and you report back to me. It's a good article. Is Dan Dockage better than Taylor Swift? It's a battle between a dad wanting to watch a basketball game because I'm broadcasting it and a daughter wanting to watch Taylor Swift.
1: It's a good – it's a love story, really. That, uh, you know, I I mean, I might have to think about that. I mean, you're very enticing. I mean, the arguments, I mean (laughs) – the arguments are right there. Let me tell you. Um, it is, it is. Uh, I mean, look at that. Look at that. I mean, look at the way the sh- the light shines off that that forehead of yours. You yeah. know what I mean? That, that hair is stunning, my man. How's yeah. your singing voice these days? How's the singing voice? Good? Is it up to par these days? I'm not, I, hey,
0: I will tell you two things. One, my wife tells me that it's very good. But two, uh, Mike or Guns, we went to a wedding. A great wedding on Saturday night. And my wife told me, this is the line right here. It was like, you know, uh, this is the line. It was a crack, you know, in the floor. This side of the line is the dance floor. This side of the line is not the dance floor. I wanted to dance with her. She goes, you're not allowed across the line onto the dance floor. She goes, I'll dance with you but you got to stay off cuz you don't want everybody else so i kept it in tight you know i didn't i didn't go all you know 70s on anybody i kept okay. it in here you know my this what
1: the hell is this <laughs> what is oh my god you want content i need somebody to follow you around with a video camera at the next wedding you go to that would be priceless oh. that would top taylor swift let me tell you i'd rather watch that than go to a taylor swift concert the hell would dropping four thousand dollars or whatever these concert tickets are going to come when her tickets go on sale next week i need to go to a wedding with you my friend and see you perform on the dance floor let's go i'm a good hey as my <laughs> wife and I say,
0: we're a good time. You get some Tangerine and tonic in me, and next thing Ooh. you know, the overbite comes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, Gunji. Col- yeah, yes, are all ripped up, fallen over. Love it. Love that. That's the party oh, that yeah. I want. Let's go. That's <laughs> funny, <laughs> <Next party day. laughs> Hey, you yeah. bring it every
0: time, my friend. Thank you. Follow him as I do, as I Appreciate do. It. At the end yeah, so yeah, so Z yeah,
1: show. Expect a lot of expect a I lot of I swear to jokes. God, I didn't
0: know that that I'm, <laughs> a lot of things we, have happened to my Twitter account since I joined Outkick, and they're all shady. I, I, thank amazing, God for right? Elon it's, it's, Musk, baby.
1: It's, it's it's yeah, right? It's funny how that well, yeah. I mean, oh gosh, so we could do a whole nother thing on him. I mean, he was it is yeah, so no. it's so funny. It's it was once again selective outrage. It wasn't too long ago that the liberals and uh and social media You know, the blue check brigade absolutely loved Elon. He was their savior. Now they want to, it's not even a martyr. they They just want to kill him. They don't want to martyr him. They want to kill him. They can't stand him. Selective outrage. It goes all about it. Whether you're Adam, whether you're the gutless Adam Silver in the NBA to Kyrie Irving, giving up a half a million dollars for something that he doesn't truly even care about or apologize for to New York City and these woke district attorneys all across the country with bail reform and having criminals back on the streets 20, 30, 40 times arrested. I'm not lying when I say those numbers. To how about uh, people that should never been on the streets to begin with or released to then committing atrocities and murders and killing people and are severely harming people that could be you or a- me or someone we know all because of the name of pandering and bail reform and social justice and all that that's the whole that's our whole thing summed up right now is the lack of accountability in the country right now bottom line
0: great stuff man appreciate you thank you love you let's go (laughs) my bad all right hey i don't want to dance too much i i gotta leave the people wanting a little more all right jeffrey is gonna join us jeffrey clark baby Let's not screw around. There's money to be made. We'll be right back. Hey, football season is in full swing. It's time to cash in on your favorite players with prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Here's the deal. Simply pick two or more players and decide if they score more or less than their projections. The more players you pick, the more you can win, up to 10 times your money. All first-time users that deposit and use promo code DOCKET will receive a 100% deposit bonus match up to $100. Deposit 100, get 100. Get 100. Entries on PrizePicks can be made in seconds. They offer fast, safe withdrawals. Download it today. Don't forget to use promo code DOCKICCH for a special welcome bonus. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. You know what? Uh, we are headed, ladies and gentlemen, to one of the great, not good, one of the great football weekends, whether it is NFL, whether it is college football, it is going to be one of the best ever. And our friend Jeffrey Clark, Jeffro Records, nice enough to join us. All right, tell me what you're doing, big time. Well, I,
2: uh, our new sponsor, Prize Picks, actually um, offers these pretty awesome like betting. Uh, like betting markets where you can, you can parlay effectively player props you just pick more or less of a player stat and you uh, have to combine a couple picks. And if they both win, you can get X amount of money. It's up to five picks. Um, and there's a couple different ways you can play them. You could do one with a power play, which you have to hit all of the picks, or um, you could do another one, which is called the flex play where you only have to hit a couple. So I have a, a power play, a two player prop power play here from prize picks due on Thursday night football that I want to talk to you guys about. You you interested. Give it to me. Think? You
0: got Dami. You got Damian Pierce and you got Dallas Goddard tonight, right? One for the Phillies or Phillies. One for the Eagles and uh Pierce is for the Texans.
2: Yeah, Phillies didn't get one last night, if you remember. <laughs> um but yeah. Right yeah, on. I went I went Less than, um, I went under Damian Pierce rushing yards, which is at 63 and a half right now on prize picks. Um, It's pretty simple analysis, I think. Odds makers are saying this is going to be an absolute blowout, right? I mean, Philly is 14-point favorites at Thursday Night Football. I don't even, I don't know, it's one of the worst primetime games in NFL history, perhaps. It's it's pretty terrible. It could be the one time that baseball actually gets higher ratings than Football, which is kind of crazy um but vegas is saying this is going to be a landslide so if houston's playing from behind you would expect them to abandon the run pretty quickly um i know they like to feed damian pierce he typically touches around uh gets around 20 carries per game but i think philly's gonna put it on him fast and early today and i think they're gonna force davis mills to beat them in the air which is just something that he hasn't shown he can do um also, our uh, outkicks, Dr. Uh, David Chow reported that um, Houston's offensive line has got serious cluster injuries. And, and he also is on the under for Damian Pierce's rushing total here. So um, we use a little medical uh, analysis into my handicap provided by the doctor here at outkick. And I like the under for Damian Pierce. I know you've kind of when, followed when, AFC uh, South. What-, what do you think? Of, what do you think of him?
0: I think he's really good, but I do think the game is going to be a mess. I do think – and watch all of a sudden it turns out to be a great Thursday night game, right? We've had so many Thursday night messes and all of a sudden, boom. But I'm not mad at that, even though I do have him in my, on my fantasy team for outkick. And by the way, I am kicking ass, but I digress. Um, the next one, Goddard, I like this pick a lot. You went over on receiving yards with Dallas Goddard, no? No.
2: Yeah, I went over his 45 and a half receiving yards. Um, I just, he has one of the most lopsided coverage matchups, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, the linebacker, the Houston linebacker that's supposed to be defending him in pass coverage is Christian Kirksey, and he's just terrible in coverage. In fact, the Houston linebacker uh, room is really bad in pass coverage. Their safeties are bad. The, the strength of Houston's pass coverage is in their cornerbacks. Um, They used a first-round pick with Derek Singley Jr., who hasn't played very well this year thus far, but their nickelback, Desmond King, is balling. Um, Their other cornerback, I think Steven Nelson, is uh, playing really well. So uh, they might make it tough for A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith to get off in this game, but I think there's going to be a lot of of looks for Dallas Goddard, and he's the third most targeted uh, player in this offense. He's went over this receiving prop in five of his seven games this year and eight of 15 last year so he's got kind of a thing working with Jalen Hurts and I think they're going to connect for a couple big plays today and 45 and a half will I think be a winner
0: hey I want to go through it again prize picks maybe people don't know uh walk walk people through this what where do you get his app right I, I I follow it on Twitter but it's an app correct
2: yeah, it's mostly an
0: app. You can go to the uh the desktop surprisepicks.com,
2: and then I'll redirect you to an app. It's actually a lot of fun and like really user friendly. Um it's you know, once you get into it, it's kind of self-explanatory. They also give you a breakdown of the rules, but again, it's it's got a, a daily fantasy vibe to it, but it also is cool for like us betters. I'm actually not a daily fantasy sports player. I'm I'm more of a, a game better, but I also play player props. So this is kind of how you bridge both worlds. So you can combine a bunch of player props. um, They have a whole bunch of different stats. You can, you can um, go more or less on and you have to combine these picks. Right. Um, So it's kind of a parlay, but you can kind of reduce your exposure or um, um, I don't know. You, You can play, you can make flex plays, which, which means you don't have to hit all the plays or you can, um, up your payout by by playing a power play, which is where you gotta connect on all of them. And it's up to five picks, but a minimum of three in the flex and a minimum of two in the power play. So go uh, go hey, to prizefix.com uh, and use their app. It's pretty sick.
0: Do you have do you have any thoughts on the game tonight? It's a 13 and a half point spread.
2: Yeah, I took under Houston Texans 15 and a half team total was the bet that I made. Um, I think it's going to be a a stats game for Philadelphia's defense. Uh, Davis Mills has looked more and more uh, worse and worse as the weeks have progressed. And I think he's Houston is going to show itself to be the worst team in the league as the season kind of concludes here. Um, you know, they, they look good in the first week against an Indianapolis Colts team, which is obviously going through some turmoil. And they beat Jacksonville, but Jacksonville is just on a terrible um, slide. So I think it's going to be a stats game for Philly. They're, they're deep for their defense. Their defense is stacked with talent. Um, and I think they are going to hold Houston to single digits, frankly. But I, I, all right, I am a little nervous about the spread for whatever reason. I just I feel like we could see a bad Jalen Hurts team
0: for some reason. So I don't want to lay the 13 and a half. I, I I do think Philly's defense shows up though. I gotta ask you two games. In my in my world, a lot of listeners here and watchers are Colts fans. It's five and a half the Colts are getting in Foxborough. Do you have any thought on that?
2: Um, if, yeah, if I were to play
0: either side, it
2: would be the Colts. I know it's kind of crazy to go against Belichick when he's playing against a, I guess, I guess he's not a rookie quarterback, but a quarterback making a second career start. So effectively a rookie, but he showed some promise. Sam Ellinger did in the second half of last week. I, I thought he was moving the ball really well. The first half sucked. Um, granted it's against a, a, a not so impressive Washington defense, um, so if I were to play it either way, I would just take the points at home because I'm assuming a lot of the public is going to be on the Patriots because it's, you know, Belichick versus a quarterback in the second, second um, game. But I, I do not like the Patriots offense right now. They are in some serious quarterback flux. I don't know who the right guy is between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. So I don't want to back an offense that's doesn't know who their starting quarterback should be.
0: Uh, You got any thoughts, Tennessee-Georgia, the, quote, game of the century, game of a lifetime, that kind of thing? It's an eight-point spread, which is interesting. Number one team in the country, Tennessee on the road, getting eight. Does that entice you at all? Honestly, I would more like to answer this question with a question and kind of pick your
2: brain on it because every time I came on here, my, my college football record's pretty good this year. Every time I come on here, I suck and you kick ass. So I'm interested in your thoughts on, on, on uh, Tennessee, Georgia. My, my, I guess my quick reaction to the line is it feels like the odds makers are begging to take Tennessee, right? So it feels like a trap. But you can make the same argument about Tennessee and Alabama. Like that, that line was, I think, touching double digits. And Tennessee won. So I don't know. Tennessee's offense is getting compared to that crazy LSU year. They're killing it. I'm holding a plus forty five hundred ticket on Hendon Hooker to win the Heisman. So, at right now he's he's the the leader in the clubhouse. I think he's minus one fifty on DraftKings. So I'm feeling really good about that. Hopefully Tennessee wins, but it's a tough game because like if you take Tennessee in the points and they get smacked, it's like oh yeah, of course. But if they kick it, if they kick ass, like they've looked good the whole year, and you're gonna feel stupid either way. So what are your
0: thoughts on this game? You know what my thought is? Uh, I'm going to not bet it other than put maybe Georgia, which is minus 285, in a parlay. um, And that's chicken blank. But I I don't want to sit there and do exactly what you said and say, oh, man, Georgia, yeah, they're playing at home. Yeah, they're defending champs, Stetson, Ben. Of course they won this game by 10. I I just – I don't want to do that, and I know. I, and I assume it's going to be high scoring, but, man, I need 67 points to win this game if I'm taking the over-under, and maybe that's okay. Um, I don't have a great feel. I'm going to research a little more, but I, I, I might put Georgia money line in a parlay with something else. That's been going well for me, including, by the way, last night when I had Bowling Green and the Astros and won a boat money. I don't know. I think this is a fun weekend, though. Is there any other game that caught your eye?
2: Oh, uh, the last thing about Tennessee Georgia with that explosive offense, the backdoor cover is open. You know, like if if Georgia's win, right. winning by double digits the whole time, like Tennessee's offense could sneak in the backdoor. So, um, the two NFL games that I like at, at the moment right now is I'm going to take the points with the Chicago Bears hosting the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Justin. Fields has kind of found his groove the last few weeks. Um, you know, I don't. I think the head coach of Chicago isn't overthinking it anymore. Like he's running Justin Fields, which is what he should be doing, especially because the receivers are below average. Um, but they've converted close to fifty percent of the third downs over the last three weeks. They crushed the Bill Belichick defense in primetime football. They put up 29 against Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas has one of the best defenses in the NFL. So I'm seeing some life out of the Chicago offense. But my biggest thing here in this game is just Miami was favored three and a half last week in Detroit and they're favored five this week in Chicago. Detroit's not a point and a half better than Chicago. There, there's no way. There's no way that, that. So this, this price is off in my opinion. So i I'll take the extra point of value. I think this I think this game should be probably four, three and a half. So I'm on the Bears. It's it's a stinky one. I, I know no one really wants to fade the Dolphins based on how good their offense looks, but it's kind of how you make money in the NFL, ideally. What you got you got another one? Yeah. Uh this is pretty square. I think the last one was sharp, but I I'm gonna just lay the thirteen with the Buffalo Bills. They crush teams. I thought this was interesting. So it's very rare for a winning team to be a double-digit home underdog. Like, it's very rare. In fact, after week nine, you know, after, like, half the season, the market and sport uh, NFL fans kind of get used to these teams. They start to understand what these teams are good at and bad at, right? So you think after eight, nine weeks, you have a good read at some of these teams. Well, after week nine... Double-digit favorites over the last five years are six and zero against the spread, right? So, essentially, Vegas is begging you to take a five and three Jets team at home, getting thirteen points. It's the division game. The Jets' defense looks pretty sick, right? Buffalo didn't cover last week against Green Bay. I actually just think Buffalo is going to just roast this team, like they're going to they're going to light up the, the Jets because. Over the last two years, the, the Bills cover big numbers. Like, Josh Allen puts it on bad teams. You have that one fluky performance against the Jags last year that I still think people are, like, scarred by because, like, the Buffalo Bills losing to the Jaguars killed everyone's Survivor League. But outside of that, like, they kill bad teams. So I think they're going to put it on the Jets. I think the oddsmakers are screaming, please take the Jets, please. And it might be public, but I'm, I'm going to ride with the public to take the Bills.
0: My man, appreciate you. Damian Pierce under a under sixty-three and a half and Dallas Goddard over forty five and a half tonight in our sports picks. Dan, you always give me a winner. I, I know you probably gotta get out of here.
2: Come on, give me one winner.
0: Uh I, I have a winner. I do. I, I know I'm, you I'm gonna do. give you a winner. I know you do. And I, 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 there, I, what I do is I try to have a fallback default winner. Does that make sense? I mean, like one that I'm like, nah, all right, but okay. If everything goes <laughs> sick, I, what's that? And nah, that it doesn't make any sense. Take, I don't
2: know if anyone just holds a winner in their back pocket. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I man. do. Keep, if keep everything going. goes bad, I bet all these other <laughs> games. And then if everything goes bad, I go to this. I'm going. Wisconsin minus five against Maryland. I think Wisconsin wants Jim Leonard to be the head coach. I think they're playing better. I think Maryland has the worst coach in college football. Look it up. Uh, look up Mike Loxley's record at freaking uh, uh, New Mexico. I don't care. I think he stinks. I think at home, uh, it's gonna be a good game, and then Maryland goes away. I'm taking the five, I'll give you the five. I think this is a seven to seventeen type point win, and I'm taking I'm taking Wisconsin. and I think they just love Jim Leonard man. I think they want him to be the coach and they're connected late in the year when they're let me, I mean look here, Wisconsin not going anywhere. I, I, I think they're going to win this this football game, and I think people are going to be very happy that they did because Jim Leonard gets a chance to be a the coach. They're coming off a beatdown at Purdue. There you go. I don't, Appreciate you, I don't hate
2: it. And, like, how often is Wisconsin only a five-point favorite against a program like Maryland, right? So uh, maybe you're, you're getting the Badgers now, at a buy-low spot.
0: Maryland has won twice in a row, and they had a bye week, which I don't think with that coaching staff is a good thing. Maryland squeaked by Indiana. They squeaked by Northwestern. They had a bye. I think Mike Loxley is more in tune to screw up his team in a bye week than to help his team. So that's factors in there too, brother. Hey, Hey, I will tweet one at you, though.
2: I know you got your Big Ten connections. I'm following you on this one. Love it, Dan. Thanks.
0: Appreciate you, Jeff. At Jeff Rowe Records with a G, baby. Give them a follow. You are going to love it. We're going to make money this weekend. We're going to make a boat ton. We are. Already did last night. We're going to do it again tonight. We're going to do it tomorrow. We're going to do it Saturday. We're going to do it Sunday. We're going to do it Monday. Our toes are going to be tapping. Last month, we cleared four grand. I can show you on my DraftKings. You can go and find out. Just telling you, we're on fire. All right, we got woke and dope. Who's a woke and dope? Who's a dope? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this woman is out of her mind. Uh, Corinne Jean Pierre, reminder this goes back to 2020. Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Adams. Now, she says, democracy is under assault and we cannot pretend otherwise. Mega, mega Republicans do not believe in the rule of law. They refuse to accept the results of election, and they fan the flames of political violence. This woman is horrible. See, this is what's driving me nuts. <coughs> what's driving me nuts is that folks like this, they just talk, and we're all supposed to believe it. They just speak. She is one of my two clowns, of the day. I think every day I'll give you two clowns in the sports world or in the political world. We'll end the show with my two clowns. She is one of them. I'll tell you why. She has the sack to get up there and look in the camera and say what she said yesterday, given her history. And she has absolutely no pride, no dignity, no integrity when she does that. She literally has sold out for a job. And I'm going to go, my other clown of the day is the president. Your president, our president, Joe Biden. Joe Biden yesterday gave a speech. And in that speech, nowhere, in no way did he do anything other than divide. That's all people Uh, in the current administration have. Was there any discussion of inflation? No. Was there any discussion of any policy? No. Was there any discussion? Look at the numbers right here. He says inflation is down. He says wages are up. He says gas prices started at five bucks and they're now, what, 30-some percent? Right here, gas prices are up double digits. But it drives me nuts, these clowns. They just say stuff. And we're all supposed to go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe that. That's it. There is nothing about policy. There is nothing about anything other than dividing. Mega, MAGA, super, duper, pooper, Republicans, evil. We good. Economy, roll it. Inflation down. It was 3.2 percent, or actually less, 1.7 percent, and now it's 8.4 percent and rising. Go see a car dealer. Ask him what he thinks is going to happen in the economy. I did the other day. Guy who owns Hubler Chevrolet. He's like, yeah, you know, if you're a superstar, you'll get seven or eight, whatever it is, percent interest. If you're just a normal person, I can't give that to you, and it's only going higher. Try to buy a house. Get online and try to get an airline ticket. See how much that costs you as compared to two years ago. What is wrong with you people that decide to defend this administration? Like, I don't even argue with you no more. I don't even worry about it no more. Because one thing I have learned, it's very simple. You ain't changing my mind. I ain't changing your mind, no matter how much of a clown act this is. Every month, you get a utility bill. That utility bill is up double digits. That affects all of us, but they try to scare you. They talk about coming home. It's a politician that's talking to you. It's all politicians talking to you on the liberal side. There is nothing to defend. You cannot defend the policy. So what do you do? You try to divide and give. We're going to give you student loans. We're going to give you that. We're going to give pandering to buy votes and people buy it. It's the damnest thing I've ever seen. There's no dignity to stand up there and tell the truth. There's no dignity to stand up there and not pander and lie. Hell, how many times have you heard from Joe Biden about his son dying in Iraq? How many times It's not true. Six years after being in Iraq, he died of cancer. Maybe it was due to being in Iraq. But how many times do you hear this? How many times do you hear the same lies and people just go, huh? Look, I was basically apolitical. I didn't need nothing to do with politics. Hell, you know what? And then all of a sudden I saw it. I saw, wow, yeah. Trump was a pig. Yeah, Trump lied, but man, look at this economy. I'm getting the retirement age. Look at what's going on. And then I saw it the worst president since Jimmy Carter in my lifetime. The word inflation back in business, gas prices through the roof, an incredible problem with our border. And the market going down, and this all affects all of us. Now, you can tell me the market is up from when he took it and all that crap. But the truth of the matter is, your 401k is dead, and so is mine. And if you vote for these people, then I got to tell you, there is absolutely nothing you should complain about because you're getting what you deserve. When the guy's goal is just a little bit more breathing room, not greatness, not making this the world's shining light, just a little more breathing room. I mean, how many different places was this guy raised by? How many different jobs did this guy say he has? Is he Puerto Rican? Was he raised in the African American community? He's the biggest racist we've ever had. Don't fall for it. Get every one of these people out, and in two years, get this guy out, and I guarantee you something else. Have you seen Kamala Harris anywhere? Of course not. She's an idiot. I mean, I don't know how people get jobs, but she got one. There's rumors on how she got her jobs. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I'm not surprised at those rumors when I hear her speak, because she sounds like a stone idiot. That's what we've got running our country. It's time to set a message. It's coming up sooner than you think. Get out. Do what the NBA says. Do what football says. Do what the NFL says. Vote. But what you should put at it, vote these clowns out of office. Great job today by everybody on the show. Dylan, fantastic. Aaron, I love your passion. Ryan, Haley, everybody. Davey, Corey, everybody involved, thank you. Uh, The Gun Show, give them a follow. Jeffrey with a G, Jeffrey Records, give them a follow. Let's win some money this weekend. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Kurt Schilling tomorrow. Oh, geez. Here we go. We're off to the races tomorrow with the Boston, Arizona, wherever legend, Kurt Schilling. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.